amplified. Hello, everybody. It is I. The stupid bitch. Stupid bitch is back and now on video. Yeah. Why are we doing this? I don't know, but we're doing it. Uh, but we're really excited because there's a lot of stuff going on. A, a lot of stuff going on. Amplify DSM website, local Des Moines podcaster platform is live. Nine podcasters there. Um, we have our next guest. Well, we'll start. We're starting the YouTube acts option i guess i don't know if we're gonna call it youtube channel just a youtube option for you to for you to uh YouTube? look at a youtube option for you to have an option to look at what we do visually and not just audio and our next guest is perfect because he's like an electrifying modern day gladiator Literally, right? Yeah. Yeah. Except you use electrifying a lot. When? I don't know. You just, like, I feel like... This is oh, the first time I use it. I just went for the bathroom. Electrifying. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. But, so this is a perfect, uh, um, perfect uh, guest to have uh, uh, this new video version that we're doing. So, um... His name is Jeremy Stevens. He's a, a, a UFC fighter. He's been in the UFC for 14 years. And uh, he was kind enough to make time for us, which is weird because people keep telling us yes to have and sit down with us. Is that. I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, some, something's cool happening. I don't know. I mean, our last guest was, you know, a great. Uh, uh, guests and people uh, loved it um, so Jeremy's by far the the most famous person we've had ever that's cool yeah that is pretty cool I, I was a little nervous to be honest I get nervous you always get nervous yeah but that's good though I mean you know I like the nerves some of the nerves I guess but uh, but Jeremy was super, we were supposed to do this like a year and a half ago before COVID, but something happened. So he's always been down to like wanting to, you know, do this with us. So um, uh, we spoke about his career, where, he, you know, where he started, where he's at now, um, his evolution. Um, I mean, we've known him, you know him a little bit more than I do. You played at yeah, his wedding. Yeah, full disclosure, I played at his wedding. Yeah, so, um, yeah, and he's just a down-to-earth guy, you know? Um, and uh, so I, 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 it's a, like a great time for us to transition into this video stuff. But we're still going to do the podcast audio, so this will be on audio. But if you want to check it out on video, it'll be on uh, YouTube. What are we going to call it? I don't know. Just the, uh, we're going to call it... Check this out. It's uh -huh. called the Amner Martinez Podcast. Oh, wow. That's very... Now available on YouTube. Now available on YouTube. So, uh, but yeah, let's not talk anymore. Um, but yeah, before we leave, though, you know, we put some work behind this. Um, there's a lot of podcasters that are doing, uh, taking their time and, and putting themselves out there. So... 
share if you like what we do share it tell people there's a newsletter coming up sign up for it go to uh, the website amplifieddsm.com we're going to be doing a monthly newsletter with what's happening in the community and just kind of keeping everybody in the loop not only what's happening with us but what's happening like with you know people doing things cool things fun things artistic and all that so um what else should we just get 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 into it yeah okay here we go guys thank you jeremy uh, for doing this this is a ufc des moines this is des moines own jeremy stevens on the amner martinez podcast how are you good man fantastic thank you for making time for us yeah thanks for having uh, me yeah i don't know if you remember dj zan kenji and i we we started a little podcast a little while back yeah how how could i forget it? he uh he was at my wedding oh that's right he i tried to i tried to pay i tried to pay him to go extra extra hours but the lady was shutting us down asking if he, if he remembers that <laughs> you remember that <laughs> yeah <laughs> well thanks yeah. man I, i appreciate you making time uh you know we're local podcasts and and uh um we're just trying to do our thing and i know we tried to do this like a year ago before covid uh and we couldn't make it happen so i'm glad that we finally able to do it so uh, thank you oh yeah man thank you guys look at where you are by the way like sunny beautiful no clouds yeah i was thinking of you guys uh when i was gonna do it i was like man i'm gonna give these guys a little bit of sunlight dude. yes literally man um we're freezing our balls off over here. yeah hey i i know you guys are really great friends with my wife too so if you guys are ever in san diego you know you, you guys gotta stop by here more than welcome we're gonna have to make a trip man It's too cold. Yeah, they're uh, Allegiance doing flights, I think, like June or July, uh, direct flights to San Diego. All right. We're, we're going to have to go, man. We're there. <laughs> hey, so, um, you know, I was doing, I was, you know, we've been following you for years. Uh, um, but, you know, I was just kind of doing some, uh, some more homework and just watching your knockouts and, you know, the way you fight and... Um, you know, the, like just watching those videos on YouTube, it's, it's literally electrifying. So I, my first question to you was, um, just kind of walk us through that feeling or the emotions that goes through a fighter when they're walking down, you know, uh, from their locker room to the octagon, like walk us through that. Um, what are your emotions? Yeah. Uh, scary. <laughs> Okay. Uh, you know, you're in the back, you know, you're thinking that's like the, I'd say probably like the hardest parts, like waking up that day, you know, you're not going to fight till say, say I'm fighting main event, you know, you know, you're not fighting till like 10 o'clock, just like waiting around nerves, you know, thoughts kind of going through your mind. A lot of things you got to just kind of take control of, you know, mentally, just a mental game at that point, the, the waiting around, you know, like blow, blowing out the lungs and the, uh, like right when you wake up, get a good breakfast, lay back down. And then like, once you kind of get up, start moving around just to blow out the lungs, go just, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes, just bah, 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 you know, to start ripping, get those like nerves going out, you know, then goes to backstage, you know, you're just 
being nervous, like, fuck, man, you know, like, this is crazy. I got to go out and perform in front of fucking all these people. You know, there's a camera in my face. I don't, I don't really like opening up to people and having like a camera in my face or wanting to shadow box in between. And I'm just like, fuck, I'm just worried about this guy who's just trying to fucking kill me in the other room, you know? Like, we're going to get into a fist fight and you want me to shadow box in this. So a lot of things, you know, you have to kind of, again, take control mentally, you know, expecting things, prepare yourself. And uh, just a lot runs through your mind, you know, and it's like the ultimate rush, you know, compared to maybe just military who are really risking their lives when bullets are starting to fly, you know, you really get a, you get to see me as a fighter, like who I really am. All, all my details, my vulnerabilities just out there. You can tell a lot about a man when he gets hit or if he gets kicked, you know, is he going to keep going? Can he, you know, or does he fold? Does he, does he keep fighting back and, you know, make, make something happen? So it's, it's a lot, you know, I, I don't even really know where to begin, but uh, it's an experience to, to conquer and overcome and kind of have those experiences in life. The more that you get, the more comfortable that you get kind of being uncomfortable. It's like cold, cold fucking water. You, I can jump in. You can ask me a million questions while you're out there, but you know, you just have to jump in and just feel it. Yeah. This. Yeah. And and then take yourself through it. Does it get easier each fight, or uh, is it the same adrenaline rush every single time? Uh, I don't know, man. I'd say probably gets a little bit harder. You know, okay. especially like you know, I I find it kind of be like yeah, it's a little bit it's a little bit harder you know, going out there, being so, being so kind of comfortable, being uncomfortable. I kind of like a little bit of a challenge, something that's going to motivate me, kind of something that's going to kind of scare the fuck out of me to get motivated, you know, to, to go in there. Almost if you're too comfortable, it's, that could be kind of scary. You know, you kind of want something that's going to challenge you. That's something that you're going to wake up every day and start busting your ass. Cause you know, the, that the challenge in front of you is going to require a lot. It's all in you, you know, there is no opponent. It's all up on, you are the opponent, you know, going in there and fighting. Uh, I'd say it gets harder, but again, it's just something that you have to experience and start to overcome mentally. You're comfortable and, in that world, by the way, like that's your, that's where you perform. That's your comfort zone in a way, right? Like the adrenaline, the pressure, the, the fear, the. Yeah. It may, it's what switches me over into another realm. That's just kind of unexplainable. And then in a sense is like, you look at a fighter like me, you're like, fuck, you, you think he likes being in the fire fight like that. You know, when it's really, I'm just fucking, it's my fears that I woke up with every day, but knowing that, like I, I, I took action, immediate action. Like, you know, my fears caused me to wake up and fucking run miles even before practice, wake up a little bit earlier before my kids even get up, yeah. you know, it's, it's in things that, that I, I guess I use mentally to kind of, uh push me forward to to my reasons why you know and, and keeps my motivation do you remember your first over. your first fight do you, you remember your first walk walk out in your first fight uh how you felt ufc yes i'll tell you i'll tell you a, a funny one i'll tell you a better one you remember okay. uh rafael dos años uh -huh. uh, i fought him in 2007 okay eight, eight, babe. Uh, two let's just say 2008, you know, and I was like, oh, I'm going to have a, I have a kid on the way, mm -hmm. you know, I can only imagine the pressure of just like, man, you're going to have a kid as my first, first kid. Yeah. You know, the pressure and then like, Hey, I got to go in there and perform. So I'm in the back, take you in the back locker room and I'm kind of just sitting there, I'm warming up and I see these guys in my locker room, they go out there and then they just get, they just get fucking beat up, you know, and they're coming back, lumped up, legs are beat up. 
and they're just kind of like down have this attitude that's just kind of negative and i was just like don't don't let it affect you i would just close my eyes and be like dude you ain't you ain't the one dude you're, you're destined for great things mm-hmm. you've been here before you know exactly what to do this isn't you dude you're a fucking winner you got to go out there and, and and do you fuck fuck all these people that are here like you know what to do and and, you know, all these guys lost, you know, so I just kept telling myself I had to kind of like take myself away from this, like this place that I'm at, go somewhere mentally. and remember what I, I fucking came here to do, you know, because these guys' energies, you know, they're coming back, they're lost, they're slumped up. Yeah, you know, I can't be allowing these these thoughts, you know, I'm like, I had to kind of go to that that place and I go out there and, uh, you know, I think he was it was pretty close, but I think he was he was up on the scorecard for sure. And I come back and make a huge knockout. You know, and I had to make that happen. It had to be in that third round. It was like a do or die situation. So it was cool to kind of challenge myself there and know that I can do it, know that I can come back, that just don't ever give up, keep up the fight. You know, a lot of learning and an experience like that. But it was kind of funny. That's like um, backstage, you and, you know, everybody's just fucking losing. Yeah. It's like, fuck. I saw one of your interviews that you said that um, the difference between you know, pre-COVID and now COVID that the process is different. You don't have to wait that long where before you had to wait three, four hours before your fight. Uh, so that's a good segue, I guess. Tell us about the difference between uh, um, pre-COVID and now the process of uh, getting into a fight at UFC. Man, far- uh, you know, having it pretty good, you know, I was fighting some, some main events there a while back and I could kind of go with the, uh, go with uh, my people in UFC and have like that trust, like, Hey, you know, that's like a little early. Let's, you know, I'll make it there 90 minutes. I'll, I'll, I'll come there. I'll, I'll pee right away. And they would, they would have that trust in me, you know, and make sure that I got there and, and get in the backstage and do everything in on time. You know, once kind of like things kind of gone corporate in UFC, you know, and, uh, it's kind of like, it's like a process. And now I feel like before, right before COVID you were, you were, you were there like, hell hours early before like three four hours so you're seeing like all this like fucking bullshit go on you know instead of just kind of being at home chilling kind of showing up and then be ready be ready to go you're kind of you're kind of having to put yourself there and and deal with a lot of things going on you Mm -hmm. know things that you can't really control uh with covid you know they're like hey just we were just chilling at the house ripping pads came showed up then they uh took us from the hotel directly there pee and get right to the fight so, so you like it better it, it makes wait. it easier man yeah because yeah. like sitting around waiting dude like waiting all day or knowing it's like if i tell you right now i'm like hey you got sprints you know you can do them now or wait till later if you wait till later you're going to be thinking about them for like five yeah. hours hard yeah, yeah. just be like dude i'd rather just pay now instead of pay later yeah yeah <laughs> so you you've been in the ufc for 15 years is that how how long you've been uh active I'll be four. I think fourteen years. May May twenty sixth. That's my birthday. Okay. So that'll be fourteen years total with with them. That's a that's a you're a legit expert. And <laughs> I was telling Kenji, I was like, uh, Jeremy's ranked number eight. You're ranked number eight in the UFC in your division. You're on the doorstep. You're in the house, like as in the major leagues of your sport. Uh, and I don't know if every, and you know, not that it hit me, but I'm like, holy shit, like this guy's in the major leagues of his sport, you know, like Thank you. anyone else. So um, you've seen the evolution of, of, of the UFC, like, you know, you've grown up in, in the UFC. 
what has changed about you uh, since you did your debut? Shit, a lot, bro. I see. I grew up inside the UFC as a young, you know, dumb, dumb kid. You know, I looking back and probably could have just give that kid advice, but I don't know if I would have listened, you know, <laughs> compared to what I know now and patience is learned, you know, execution is earned. And uh, I learned a lot, you know, even to this day, it's a, it's a great experience, but uh, I've, I've traveled into a great, great journey. You know, I, as of right now, you know, I'm 105 days sober. I committed to six months, no drinking. And honestly, I, I've kind of gone to like, so far, it's like, why, why even would I, why go, you know, ask myself, why, why even go back? It's just, this right. doesn't suit where I'm going, you know, and, and to uh, connecting with my kids, my relationships uh, right here at home to, being able to put myself, my life out there, being famous to a uh, small town kid to growing up with a, you know, a, a drug addict mom and a broken home to a lot of schools to just a lot of shit to really figuring out the positive in life, taking it as a learning lesson and direct my focus in a martial arts, you know, sort of way, take that energy into something really good and, and to where, you know, where I'm at now, it's a, it's a blessing, dude. I'm honestly just grateful for the fans, people who've always just showed love. You know, I have a lot of love in my hometown and uh, I'm blessed, man, but it's, it's a wild journey and I'm still not done. I'm still going. Right. So one day, I don't know if you remember, uh, we ran into a bar uh, uh, a few years ago, not too long ago, like maybe three or four years ago. Um, and I think I just kind of said, you know, just doing the dad thing, just simple life. And you said something that stuck with me about, um, paraphrasing but it was more like yeah i mean that i mean i would want to have a taste of that almost i don't know if people can uh understand that what comes with fame what comes with this kind of dedication to to a sport the sacrifice that that you make can you talk a little bit about that about what comes what do you sacrifice uh by being so dedicated and being uh successful at what you do uh <clears throat> you know i'm out here San Diego, living a, living a beautiful life, you know, and, you know, I'm with my kids 24-7. Uh, you know, I wish I was back home in Des Moines, Iowa, and could just drop them off at grandma and grandpa's house, uh, you know, have, have them around, aunts and uncles and cousins playing and playing softball. My, my kids are really good at softball. You know, they dedicate their lives. They're really good in school. They, they sacrifice a lot. They see me work hard. I instill these values, but to not share that with my immediate family, that's like a, that's a huge sacrifice, you know, uh, taking my kids up North, you know, COVID, you know, I got to travel two hours to West Covina then go to Yuma. That's three hours making that all happen in a day, waking up on a Saturday and then getting up at 4.00 AM and, and I'll knock out an hour, hour and a half run before the day even gets started. So a lot of sacrifice, man. And, and a lot of people just really don't know it's, it's super simple, but it ain't easy, you know? And, uh, I like to go there because I learn a lot about myself. I really challenge myself as a human being to really push and go, go above and beyond shed my skin and go into something new. Uh, that first step is just bravery. You know, it's, it's, it's the unknown and really stepping into that. And it, it does, it requires a lot of sacrifice. So that's a, that's a great question. And a lot of people really just, uh, they tell themselves a story of why they can't do it or this and that it's, it's, it's easily done. It's just not everybody will go there. Yeah. So tell me a little, let, let's talk a little bit about like w where you're at as far as the, the, uh, 
the UFC. So you rank number eight and educate me a little bit. Um, um, what's your next fight or where, I mean, you're a visionary, uh, I, I must assume, because, you know, you don't get to where you are just by, you know, there's got to be visions in front of you. And you're like, you see yourself. Where do you see yourself? What, what's, what's next? What's your next fight? Or do you have a scheduled fight? Yeah. Hey, dude, thank you, man. You're asking all the great questions. So thank you. Uh, as of right now, man, I did, I did a lot of healing. I took, uh, I took this last, this last fight, uh, was, was a rough one for me. I ended up getting clipped, splitting my head open. I rolled my ankle pretty bad and, uh, I had to take a step back, dude. You know, I had, uh, my mom had a situation where she was, uh, she was in an abusive relationship with this guy. There's a lot of addiction going on. You know, they hit me up a week before that. And then, uh, After the fight, a week later, I found out my mom's in the hospital. And I'm kind of like, thank God for COVID because this guy couldn't get to her. He couldn't sign her out. My mom had had like, uh, since uh, Kenji was at my wedding, uh, my mom didn't show up because, you know, she got back on drugs. We were developing this relationship. So that kind of fell, fell short. And uh, beautiful hummingbird over here. That's tight. Uh, mm. So that, that, that fell short. And uh to where she's at now after after the fight i was able to get get in contact keep keep her there she's in a rehab center and uh as of late on the christmas i went back to visit her just see her i ain't seen her in three years and a lot of change you know i had to kind of really like walk my mom to to see her in the situation to her kind of remembering old things to not really remembering my kids you know she hasn't she hasn't really been there so i took a huge huge step back to focus on this part of my life. And that's actually why I got sober. So I can go back and just kind of deal with things real, real raw, raw style. You know, I had to, I had to feel it. And I didn't want to go back there, complicate things and involve drinking and just kind of the patterns in my life. So I went back, I dealt with this. It feels like I closed out like a lot of tabs in my life. And I feel like in a really good situation, I've been training. Uh, I decided to go up uh, to 155 pounds where, uh, you know, I've, uh, I fought there early on in my career. And I feel like I, I was just hurting myself and training so fucking hard to go 145 pounds. Mm. It was eating up my body. Literally. Uh, I would have like these dry heaves. You ever, you ever been like, like throwing up and you're drunk, but you can't really throw up anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So dehydrated. Uh -huh. I would, uh, I would have those, man. I'm just, I'm just tired of it. Realizing where I'm at kind of growing up, you know, focusing more on skill and, and moving up in a weight class. And I'm uh, waiting to hear some, some news here within this week or next week. I should okay. have uh, some news, but I'm looking to fight in May, which was, uh, you know, might be my 14 year kind of anniversary. Okay. Uh, and I'm looking to rock and roll, man. I'm, I'm, I'm in a great place now. Like I'm actually ready to fight. I've been calling them up and, uh, we're ready to rock and roll. And we've been putting in a lot of work. You did, you did your debut in May, right? Your birthday. Yeah. 26. Yeah. So, so you think it's almost, it's almost certain that you'll fight on, on, uh, this May. I'm blessed, brother. I, I'm almost positive. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm absolutely sure. And I'm training like it, you know, so it's, it's coming, you know, I'm training. So anybody slips out short notices, uh, I'm right there. So I'm in great shape and in a fantastic place and I'm looking to rock and roll and stay busy this year. I'm gonna have a great year. Awesome. So, I mean, when you win, it's gotta be electrifying, right? Uh, when you lose the, so the, the, the highs are high and the lows are low. So what, what, Which one has been, which fight or which part of your career has been the highest and, and which one has been the one where you're like, this is my lowest? Mm. I would say my next one's going to be my, 
one of my highest, you know, it's going to be the present one. I always, uh, okay. I'm just that type of thinker, you know, uh, I stay positive, man. And, and not only that, I feel like I knock people out in different ways, you know, not to sound cocky or anything, but I've, I've knocked them out right hand. I've knocked them out left hook, flying knees, head kicks, uh, you know, elbows to the, on, on the ground, ground and pound, like literally knocked them the, like completely the fuck out. So yeah. I, I always look forward to, to my next one, the new one improved me. And the best thing about losing it's a hard fucking teacher. You know, it's, it's the master teacher, but that, if you're really a beast, I believe in the Charles Darwin theory, it's not the strongest or the smartest. It's the person willing to adapt to change. If you can be butt naked and be like, you know what? I fucking lost deal with it. Lick your wounds, have a day, have two days with it and then be done with it and go back to like, what, what can I do to get better? How can I show up differently? And that's how I like to show up, you know, come back, you know, when things, things are down. And uh, really go show what you're really all about. That's what I'm looking forward to most in my next fight is just showing that learning curve, man, and going there like in a real experienced, patient veteran and knocking somebody the fuck out and doing what I do. What about your, your fighting game has changed? So we talked about you as a person, but what about your style? Because you, you were considered a brawler right at the beginning what what's been your the part of your game that you you think you you've evolved the most and where would you describe yourself now as a fighter i would say i evolved probably mostly mentally the most mentally uh i stay moving man i i i try to round my game a lot a lot of people see a lot of stand-up uh there but i have i have a lot of good good wrestling i have a lot of good slams in ufc I definitely need to get back and, and utilize that more because I got really great ground and pound mixed in, mixed in with everything. But I, I constantly stay evolving on everything, man. Striking, wrestling, grappling. I submerge myself in, in these things deeply. And uh, I pick myself apart every, every time. You know, I'm always asking my coaches for feedback. You know, showing up on days two where, you know, it's Thursday. I've been training. I woke up at 4 a.m. I'm absolutely dog freaking tired. And then Friday, you know, maybe I don't want to spar. And I'm feeling like freaking dog shit. And I'm just like, man, I don't want to go going on them days and being like, damn, okay. What, what, give me some feedback. What can I work on there? You're a lot more vulnerable. Cause if I go in and I'm fresh and I'm feeling good, like, and I'm like, Hey, what, what do I need to work on? They're like, I don't know. You look great. So I kind of like going in them, them, them days where you don't really want to go and kind of exposing yourself. So then you can really kind of like, uh, Mentally, I'm sculpting out a, a beautiful picture. I'm like, yo, I need to work my grappling. Maybe I need to get some cardio. You know what? Maybe I need to stretch out this entire week before before practice, after practice, do some hot yoga. Maybe I need some rehab. Whatever it is, you just keep sculpting here, sculpting there. And then when you when you fight, you go in there, and that's that's my masterpiece is going in there, showing my new and new and improved skills and what I've learned and, and going in there where, you know, I've, 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 I love going in there and shocking the world and having Rogan be like, damn, Steven's the best I've seen him look tonight, you know, and I'm, and I'm getting older. And these, these are the conversations that they're still having. And it's great to hear that and have that type of response. I appreciate it because it's hard to go in there and do that shit in real life and go in there and fight in front of people, be exposed, you know, is what it is, but it's cool to show up. I'd be like, man, he looks great, man. He he's 35 years old, looks in great shape, came back. And he's, and he's, uh, he looked best I've seen him. Head movement was awesome. This and that, you know, those are the things that, that I like to put myself in. Are you, are you, are you getting tired of this next question? I mean, it's 14 years. You're, you're going to be 35 in May. Uh, how many more years 
do you see yourself doing this uh, um, um, in the UFC? Man, uh, that's a great question. As of right now, I just stay in the present moment. Just, I feel great. I'm, I'm truly blessed. I'm happy. I still love to do this, man. I would yeah. say my best. I have like, I say my best four years are like right ahead of me. Three, four years in the okay. sports to really top it off at a high level, top notch, and then be able to retire. Do you, you know, see yourself holding? Do you see yourself holding a belt? Do you see yourself being a champ? Yeah, definitely. I want, I want, I want exciting fights going forward. You know, the belt, it's kind of been like up and down. It kind of is what it is. I want, I want these big fights. You know, I, I feel like, you know, I can put myself in a really good situation and fight some of these big names and go and expose them and go in there and do really good and, and really bring my pay up, bring my value up, bring my stock up so that I can go off and, and retire into the sunset. You know, it's cool to look up to guys like DC, you know, uh, a little older in the game, you know, topping off top paid top fights. You know, that's what I want. You know, like I want the baddest motherfucking uh, uh, motherfucker title, whatever it is, you know, yeah, I'll take I'll... that title. I want I want big fights. I want Justin Gaethje's, you know, I, I want these big, big name dudes. I want the Connors, you know what I'm saying? Like I've been saying this since day one. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you fight you fight the tough competition or you stay around for a long time. Things things fucking happen. But I ultimately, like though, that's what it's all food. about. right? I think you're the epitome of what the, the UFC is, is electrifying knockout put somebody out you know uh so yes you're, you're right like uh, i think nate diaz is a good example right he he found his way into uh, a good you know uh, fight and then you know he starts to make those big uh payday kind of fights yep. uh, so there's reward in that i mean i would watch nate diaz any day you know watch you any day um I think Camaro is the, the champion some weight, but I mean, to the outs, cause I'm not like an avid UFC. I'm not like, you know, super into the everyday kind of uh, fights, but I'm kind of the outside. So the outside fan, you know, would find Camaro a little, um, or I would find him a little like, okay, but you know, electrifying fights that, you know, something bad's going to happen, uh, 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 <laughs> you know, like you, like, you know, Uh, so it's, I see what you're saying. There's an excitingness and an electrifying thing about your fights. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's really, that's what I want, man. I'm not, I'm not worried about titles. You know, I can only focus on what I have today. You know, I'm on, I'm on a losing streak right now. So like I said, man, I'm just focused on that positive energy, bouncing back, really just showing the people, man, giving the 515 to something to talk about, man. We're the heart of the United States, bro. Des Moines, Iowa. We are the heart of the United States. And uh, I want to bring I want to bring UFC there, dude. I know we've had a bad experience with with Dana and in, in, in Iowa, but I know I'm the guy who can get the job done, bro, and really bring it there and uh, and bring the fans and just like I said, man, I want to be respected and have these exciting fights, these challenges, these uh, these big money fights, dude. And uh, you know, a cool thing, man, is I, I went and helped uh, Jorge Masvidal out for Gilbert Melendez when he fought him. He fought him out here in San Diego. It's pretty cool. And then uh, he came and helped me out when I when I ended up fought him in Canada. And he came out here to San Diego a couple uh, like a week or so uh -huh. to train with me. And uh, you know, then to to roll him with him to where he's at now. You know, he's always cool. And he's like, "Hey, what's up, Stevens? Likes to kick it, and he's got a lot of cool things going." I'm like, "Hey, dude, like, what is it?" You know, I asked him. I was like, "What is it for you? Know, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it can get hard out here. You know, losing kind of like these like little split decisions. You know, I feel like should be going my way. He's kind of had the same type of career." And he's like, man, just, he's like, just patience, bro. He's like, you're going to have your time. These, these right fights are going to line up. And he's like, bam. And he's like, before you know it, you're just in it. So that kind of gave me some like 
you know, re-motivation and like, yeah. cool, to hear, cool to hear it from an experienced dude such as Masvidal and shit like that. Yeah. So talking about Des Moines a little bit before, before we, uh, we, before we get out of your hair. Um, so there's a new, there's a new kid, Luis Saldana that got signed into the UFC. It got now. Yeah. So, so, I mean, you're, you've been in it. Have you talked to him? Do you talk to him? Um, you know, what advice would you give him? Yeah, Luis is uh, actually just came out here like a month ago. And then like even before that, he was out here like a month before that. So he's, he's been coming out here and uh, training before he uh, he was training with me right before he got on that uh, the contender series. He had like a couple weeks. He stopped out here like maybe like a month before his fight. Uh, trained with me all week, went back to Arizona because he's, he's right here. So he's driving distance. So I get to see uh, Luis every now and then, man. And uh, he, he's been around. He's been in my household, dude. He's been a roommate. So I know I know him very well, man. I know his mom, dude. She's cooked cakes for my parties when I go back home. Awesome. It's tight. It's tight to see uh, see him do his thing. You know, he was like the little bro coming in, getting beat on. To see him going in there on the contenders and getting highlight fights. He's an exciting character. So how does I'm it feel? Keep- how does it feel to like represent a city, to represent a state? Um, is you you're one of the first ones out of Iowa, right? Is there another? Is it Josh Near? I think it was. Josh that came Neer out of was Des Moines. First one- Yep, Des Moines. He's from Southeast Warren originally. Adam uh, Des Moines, tough, tough as nails, man. He really opened up the door for me, honestly. Uh, I wouldn't be here if it if it weren't for him. He he chose to go up to Davenport, Iowa, train with the Militich camp, and uh, I was like 18 years old going up there, 17, 18 years old. I was already training with Near. He was tough, dude, tough as fucking nails. And I'd go up there, bro. I felt like I was getting my head smashed, and I'd go in the corner with the towel over my head, like crying. Yeah. You know, just head down, like, dude, what am I doing? Dude? I feel like <laughs> getting my head beat up. And, they, and these guys wouldn't say shit to you, dude. Old school. Just didn't be like, I'd show uh-huh. up the next day, you know, and keep showing up, keep showing up. But all right, see you tomorrow. You know, yeah. but I was like, fuck, these guys are good. I'm kind of getting smashed here. But uh, <laughs> I followed him, man. He opened up the doors for me, gave me a, gave me a way in. I wouldn't be here in San Diego for one for one for a little near. So give that back to Luis a little bit. Yeah. Give him the ball. Yeah. <laughs> so wh- What's what's after the UFC? Have, are, have you thought about that yet? Uh, uh, what's after the UFC for for Jeremy? Man, uh, real estate, public speaking, donating, raising charity, coaching, being a softball dad, and just uh, being a great husband, dude, and just experiencing traveling life, healing up, and uh, travel, bro. Just give give back, give back to the world. And just really uh, take care of my family, bro. Fighting's really, it's, it's really paying off for me. It's putting me in really good opportunities and into a great place. And it, it's, it'll be cool to be back and sit back at like 40 years old, retired, yeah, happy in a great place. And I can just go give back to the world and still, still make money in the process, man. Yeah. You, you have a great story. So, um, um, you know, I'm sure that after the UFC, you'll have a lot to offer to, to the world and you know uh um so I'm, I'm looking forward to continuing to see your your career uh and you know wishing you that you know you have a great fights coming up and um is there any shout outs that you uh want to give i mean this is gonna a small small local podcast but is there any des moines peeps that you want to give a shout out i'm sure they'll love to <laughs> to hear that yeah yeah, you know, I want to shout out to uh, my father-in-law, Manuel Lopez. He just lost his brother uh, down in uh, Mexico. And, you know, he wasn't able to go visit him, you know, because he, he, he had COVID. So I know he can't see his uh, his brother right now. So 
you know, rest in peace, you know, stay, stay fighting, stay living to everybody going through a struggle, stay strong, keep positive. Uh, blessings are coming. And, uh, you know, thank you guys, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks for the great questions. Appreciate you guys, man. I really feel like, uh, like we're family. So any, anytime you guys need anything, man, I'd love to call like hit you back after a great win, come visit you guys back in the morning. Cause I, I will be back visit my mom and stuff. So any chance I can help you guys out, anything you guys need hit me up, man. I'm your dude, man. I appreciate that. We'll finish with that. And again, I want to thank you and uh, thank you to your wife for, for helping us connect and, and uh, making sure that this happens. So I appreciate it. And we look forward for the news uh, for your next fight. Orderly. Gracias, man. All right, man. Take it easy. Hey, Kenji. Gracias. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, man. You guys have, have a good, good weekend, bro. You Peace. too, man. All right, everybody. There you are. Your own Des Moines, Iowa, Jeremy Stevens. Thank you again to his wife for being patient and kind uh, and helping us get this may, uh, make happen. Uh, and obviously, thank you to Jeremy. We wish him the best. He's a great guy. He, you can tell he's a real dude. Yeah, he's a real dude. And uh, you did say electrifying uh, a few times. I did. More than a few times, I would say. <laughs> You're one electrifying bitch. <laughs> um, I was nervous, man. And um, Electrified? You know, Were you electrified? I was electrified, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, but... Thank you to anybody that tunes in, that listens to us. We appreciate it. We really do because, you know, it's fun. We're going to keep doing this fun projects. We are uh, Amplified. We're the two producers. Uh, there's a lot of people behind this project. Uh, but Kenji's the one, the man behind all this technical stuff. So uh, if you have a project that you want to work on, let us know. We're for hire. Yeah, uh, he is. He's the whore in this uh in this dynamic <laughs> no i meant you know yeah like, i am can, a wholesome boy and you are a whore we can do Dirty, jobs that's what i mean whore. that's what i mean oh gotcha yeah so um go to amplifyddsm.com or email us at, at uh, info at amplifyddsm.com stay tuned uh there's a lot of exciting things happening we're just going to keep on doing fun stuff different projects so, um, yeah, check it out. Don't miss out. Also, give us a like and subscribe to our channel so you can see the, uh, the following podcast. And uh, if you want to listen to the podcast that we recorded uh, before this, then uh, follow our SoundCloud account. And we'll put some links in the, in the description. Apple Podcast, Spotify. Anywhere, anywhere, yeah, so. anywhere. But uh, thank you, everybody, again. And we'll talk to you soon. And this was the Emily Martinez podcast.